Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the Italy UFO wave of 1978. That's correct, the Italy UFO wave of 1978. So the Italy UFO wave of 1978 represents a pivotal moment in the history of UFO sightings, and it captured the attention of the world and left an indelible mark on the minds of believers. So throughout 1978, Italy witnessed an unprecedented surge in UFO sightings that defied conventional explanation, and it ignited the imaginations of countless individuals. Now, this extraordinary wave of sightings began in earnest in the small town of Toscana, but soon spread to other regions of the country. Multiple witnesses, including civilians, law enforcement officers, and military personnel, reported encountering unidentified flying objects of various shapes and sizes. These UFOs exhibited astonishing flight capabilities, including rapid acceleration, abrupt changes in directions, and hovering maneuvers that far surpassed the capabilities of known human-made aircraft. One of the most exciting and intriguing aspects of the Italy UFO wave was the sheer volume of reports, all describing similar characteristics of the observed objects. Witnesses consistently described luminous orbs, disc-shaped craft, and triangle formations often accompanied by brilliant lights and otherworldly maneuvers. Many witnesses reported feeling a deep sense of awe and wonder, as well as a sense that they were witnessing something beyond human technology. As the wave continued, the Italian government found itself under pressure to explain the phenomena. Officials attempted to dismiss the sightings as natural, atmospheric phenomena, mass hysteria, or even hoaxes. However, these explanations fell short of convincing the witnesses in the growing UFO community. Even though the even though the government was trying to establish this parallel narrative, they weren't able to do it because people just wouldn't have it. UFO believers see the Italy UFO wave of 1978 as compelling evidence of extraterrestrial visitation. Many of them argue that the sheer number of credible witnesses, the consistency of their testimonies, and the extraordinary flight characteristics of the, respect, of the reported objects point to the existence of advanced non-human technology. This thing was all over the place. Now, I want to take a look at this next article from the New York Times. It's written there back in 1978, and it just gives us a brief uh, summary of what happened, and then we'll look at some more material. The first article that we're looking at is from the New York Times. It's dated 1978. Now, I really like to go back to these original articles that were written right when this stuff happened. And not only, I think, does it sometimes give us this give us a clear picture of what happened, but it also shows us how people viewed what happened in the context of their time. Now, the article says, Italian skies peppered by lighted donuts, some say UFOs. Well, you know, either they're giant donuts in the sky that are lit up, or they're UFOs. I think UFOs sounds a lot more reasonable. The article is written by Harry Tanner. It says, special to the New York Times, December 17, 1978. It begins by saying, Rome, December 16th. The, the skies of Italy, it seems, are full of... of OVNIS, the Italian version of UFOs, unidentified flying objects that give off green, red, or white lights and have a donut-shaped-like hole in the middle have been reported and in some cases photographed at dozens of places between Palermo, Sicily, and Milan in the north. Thursday, the phenomena of the, of the OVNI, the Oghetto Volante Non-Identificato in Italian, hit Rome for the first time being reported by none other than the officers on duty in the operations ram of police headquarters. 
Dozens of people called, all with the same message. We see an enormous beam of green light just overhead. A lieutenant and a non-commissioned officer driven by curiosity, as they said later, ran out on the terrace and one exclaimed, I see an enormous beam of green light. The light disappeared in a northern northwesterly direction between Tiberina and Solaria, two residential quarters. In Palermo on Thursday, a bank clerk, Nino Raffagino, said he spotted an object just before midnight, made a dash for his 1000 millimeter telephoto lens, and came up with a series of pictures that appeared in the press. One taken when the object was stationary, according to Raffagino, showed a disk of light with a hole in the middle. Officers of the Pelorimo police, alerted by citizens' calls, also snapped pictures and sent them to the newspapers. Taken while the object appeared to be moving, they showed a long white streak of light in the dark sky. Reports of sightings also came from a night patrol in the Cabarinia, the elite National Police Corps at Lease in the south, and from two soldiers standing guard at Brindisi on the Adriatic coast. Newspapers over newspapers all over the country have been getting calls for weeks, so many that Pace Sarah, the communist newspaper in Rome, said it might have to consider a daily column about the sightings. Fishermen reported it missing. <laughs> wow, so we have these sightings all over Italy here, and then it says the most alarming item was from the San Benedito del Toronto, a fishing village in the Adriatic near Pescara, where two fishermen in a boat were reported to have disappeared without a trace on a clear night. Fishermen in the area refused to go out at night after that, and there is talk of an Adriatic Triangle, reminiscent of the legendary Bermuda Triangle, where ships and planes are rumored to have disappeared for generations. So we're talking about this uh, Italy UFO wave back in 1978. And this next article that we're looking at is from UFOinsight.com. The title of the article says, The 1978 UFO and Humanoid Encounter Wave of Italy Linked to Folklore of the Past? Question mark, written by Marcus Lauf, August 14th, 2023. Now he talks a little bit about the history of UFO sightings in Italy. Then he gets into this UFO wave of 1978 there. The subtitle is A Discreet Beginning of Potential Abduction in Toscana. He says, Like many UFO waves, the surge of sightings throughout Italy in 1978 began discreetly with seemingly random sightings spread out over several weeks. Arguably, one of the first sightings on record occurred on the evening of February 23, 1978 in Toscana. On the night in question, Mr. and Mrs. Morello were enjoying the evening by listening to the radio in their car. Suddenly, however, the intense static interference began, ultimately drowning out the broadcast. After several moments, Mr. Morell stepped out of the vehicle, looking to see what could possibly be causing the sudden interference. When he did, though, he immediately found himself enveloped in a bizarre violet glow. As he scanned around the surroundings, he noticed what appeared to be four humanoid figures nearby, although they were more shapes than beings, at least from the quick glances he got. By the time he returned to the car, fear had overcome his wife, who was now in tears. They remained in the vehicle until then the next big thing they know, the lights and the humanoids were gone. Bizarrely, although it appeared to be only a matter of seconds, they soon realized 20 minutes had gone by. Although it is not clear what happened during this time, there is a possibility that the pair were abducted. 
we see this so often in these cases where people have close encounters with these UFOs or, or aliens or whatever they are, and they think it maybe it's just a few seconds, and then they realize when they come to that it was almost it's almost like they're coming out of a state of hypnosis, and they realize that sometimes minutes, if not hours, or even days have gone by. Now, the author goes on and says, uh, slight increase in activity in the summer. Several months later, at around 11 p.m. on the evening of June 4th in Bellaria, several motorists witnessed bizarre flashing lights in the woods alongside the roadside. Several of them stopped their vehicles to investigate, eventually observing a red hemispherical object several yards away from them between the trees. The following day, several of the witnesses returned to the location, finding a deep imprint where their object had been. The following month, on July 4th, near Mount Etna in Sicily, four members of the Italian Air Force witnessed three strange red-glowing objects hovering in the sky. Then, to their shock, one of the objects began to descend. They could see it was a disc shape with a transparent dome on top. A moment after the object had landed, several stra strange figures emerged from it. Two tall, human-like figures, each wearing white robes and sporting long, golden hair, as well as four smaller beings, each much shorter and wearing some kind of spacesuit, complete with helmet. It is not clear if the witnesses fled the scene or if they witnessed the objects departing. Now, two weeks later, a similar object was witnessed in Loretta Casivio. A local resident reported seeing the object revolving as it moved while also making a hissing sound after several moments. The red-colored object disappeared in the distance. According to the files of Albert Rosales, in the early hours of August 28th, at around 2.30 p.m., just outside of Chiede, a local baker, Amerigo Rochi, was driving to work when his car engine suddenly cut out. That's something we've heard so many times, especially these older cars. It seemed like they'd be driving along, they see this UFO, and then the engine cuts out. Definitely some kind of electromagnetic interference, it would, it would appear. After the vehicle came to a stop, Rochi got out and went to inspect under the hood. As he was doing so, a suddenly appearing bright light lit up the entire area around him. It was then he noticed the five strange figures standing nearby. He would later describe them as being tall as a young child with each wearing a tight-fitting suit with a helmet out of which came two antennae. The figures appeared to be the figures appeared to float a short distance from the ground, and even stranger, when they moved, they appeared to do so in unison. Rochi watched as the figures eventually moved off into the distance, eventually disappearing from sight. A short time later, his vehicle suddenly started with no problems. So it's like these things were just there maybe to observe him. You know, you, you, it sounds like a classic abduction, but he doesn't say anything about that. Now, similar details begin to emerge. This is after a respite that lasted several weeks. Another sighting unfolded at a little after 8 a.m. on September 2nd in San Mikhail. And once more, it is a report that contains similar details to the sightings of the summer. On the morning in question, a local man reported hearing a strange hissing sound coming from above. When he turned his attention skyward, he was more than shocked to see a metallic-looking cigar-shaped object, approximately 30 feet long, ascending over a field of maize nearby. After the object had disappeared, the witnesses inspected the field and found a small patch that was compressed with flowers, bent and dehydrated. According to the files of Roberto Panati, during the evening of September 6, the Sassello, in Sassello, a local resident was just about to go to bed when he heard strange noises coming from outside. When he peered out of the bedroom window, he could see two round black figures. What appeared to emit a sound that was akin to a radio, perhaps suggesting the figures were robotic in nature. 
After several moments, the two figures vanished with great speed. When the witness examined the ground the following day, he discovered two definite circular impressions where the figures had been. This reminds me of these stories where these uh, UFOs, they kind of transmute into what look like humanoid aliens, into balls of light, then back into humanoids, and back into uh, actual UFOs. You really have to think these figures are non-biologic. That's what I'm getting at. And they also seem to be shape-shifting. It goes on and says, Just under two weeks later, on September 16th in Pergia, a local resident managed to capture a picture of the disc-shaped object. You can see that picture below. Now I'll go ahead and put a link here from this UFO Insight article at the Buy Me A Coffee website. And it's a pretty good picture. As always, thanks to the people who support there. It really helps our program. Thanks to the people that support on Spotify. Don't forget to like and follow on whatever platform you're listening at. Now, he says, you can see that picture below at around 8.15 p.m. on September 17th in Tuscany. 25-year-old Mr. Ferrali was driving home when his car engine suddenly cut out and his headlights failed. As his vehicle coasted to a stop, he witnessed a bright red object slightly ahead of him descending toward the road. He recalled the object was a dome disc and was almost hat-like in appearance. It was only when he went to exit the car that he realized he was completely paralyzed. The object eventually touched down the roadside, a panel opening in its side a short time after. The witness watched as two humanoids floated out of the opening and headed straight toward his car. This reminds me of the Pascaluga incident. He later recalled that these figures were around five feet tall and wore green coveralls and helmets with aerials and face masks. He estimated that the figures were approximately four feet above the ground and as it began circling the car, almost as if they were inspecting it. So this is the kind of stuff that we're seeing down in um, Peru right now with these Indians. And what happens down there? Well, the authorities claim that they're wearing jetpacks. Well, no, one's, no one is uh, silly enough to claim they're wearing jetpacks back in 1978, I don't think. After several passes, the figures headed back toward the objects entering through the panel on the side. The object began to rise before it disappeared with a flash of light and an explosive sound. Now, the following evening in Porto Nagara district, a witness reported seeing a disc-shaped object with a dome top near over top appear overhead, making a whistling sound as it moved. It descended and landed nearby, and much to the witness's shock, a small humanoid figure emerged from inside the otherworldly object. The witnesses watched as a humanoid appeared to carry out some kind of repair to the craft before it re-entered it, re it after several minutes. Then the object rose into the air and vanished with a loud ex explosive sound. Now, this is strange because we hear about these cases where the humanoids come outside of the craft and appear to be repairing it. That's one that really puzzles me. And these kinds of stories have gone clear back into the 1800s where people have claimed that these airships have landed and they seem to be outside working on these things. That's just a mystery to me. The article continues and says it was indeed, indeed it was around this time when sightings appeared to increase significantly. And they call this a September surge. It would appear that sightings were at their busiest in 1978 over Italy during the month of September. According to some figures, during the middle of the month, well over 100 separate reports were made by people across the country. For example, at around 7.40 p.m. on September 18th in Monte Bandone, a witness named Giorgio in report was making his way home after attending a funeral. As he, as he negotiated the relatively quiet roads, he noticed a strange light that appeared to be coming from the woodland along the roadside. 
Curious, he brought his car to a stop and got out in order to take a closer look. He also made sure to take his camera with him. He set off into the woodland in the direction of the light. He believed he was walking for around five minutes when he suddenly heard a noise that sounded like a metallic clatter. At the time, he noticed a sudden sensation of being watched. Despite this, he continued on toward the source of light, and then a moment later, the witness suddenly noticed a humanoid figure a little way to his left and brought himself to a sudden stop. After a moment or two, he brought his camera up and attempted to capture a picture. However, he was unable to get the figure in the shot. By now, the more details he could make out of the figure, a sense of fear was beginning to rise within him. He described it as being approximately six feet tall and was particularly heavily built. Perhaps strangest of all, it sported what looked like to be donkey ears. From its mouth was a spiral tube that stretched to a strange device while its eyes were particularly large and almond-shaped. After around 30 seconds, the figure suddenly noticed his presence. Within seconds, it had turned in the opposite direction and ran off, quickly disappearing from sight. A little over a month later, at around 5 a.m. October 25th in Abruzzi, 51-year-old farmer Giovanni was roaming his fields in search of one of his cattle when he spotted a bizarre box-shaped object on the ground a short distance ahead of him. He looked on in amazement, noting that multiple windows ran along the sides of the object, each of which shone with light from the inside. Curiosity eventually got the better of him, and he started toward the strange vehicle. He stopped several feet away, clearly able to see several humanoid figures inside the object. He later recalled that these entities were human-like, although shorter, and there appeared to be definite males and females. He watched them for several minutes, noting that they were either unaware of his presence or unconcerned by it. Eventually, he simply walked away and continued his search. Of course, whether there's a connection between the missing cow and these apparent alien visitors remains unknown. Now, it doesn't tell us whether or not he found the cow, whether or not he found the cow mutilated, <laughs> but this almost seems like one of these, uh, either some kind of a time slip or maybe some sort of interdimensional thing where these creatures are there in this environment, in this what looks to him like a box, and they don't even seem to notice that he's there. Now, this next one's called the Rimini Incident. It says, according to files of researcher Antonio Chimuto, an account that occurred at some time in November 1978 is very worthy of our time here. On the night in question, at around 11.30 p.m., Antonio F. was at home in front of the television awaiting the start of a broadcast of a boxing match when he suddenly heard his dog beginning to bark urgently. Antonio turned his attention to his pet, particularly large Merima Shepherd and noticed there was something different to the usual playful barks or barks to alert him to something happening outside. These barks suggested that some kind of potential danger was unfolding outside, quite possibly an intruder. Antonio rose from the chair he was sitting in and made his way to the window to peer outside. He was greeting the sight of a particularly cold, foggy night under persistent drizzle. Then after a second or two, his attention was captured by a strange, dazzling light approximately 130 feet from his property. To begin with, he believed he was looking at the headlights of a car, perhaps one that had had an accident. However, the more he looked at the light, particularly its position in relation to the road, he dismissed this idea. In fact, the more he looked at the light, the more he realized that it lit up the area around it in small parts. Essentially, that parts of the area around the around the lit up area were lit up and parts remained in the darkness. He could later recall that the light was mostly orange, but that it morphed slightly into shades of purple and even silver. 
At this point, amazed by the display in front of him, Antonio called out to his family in the house, telling them to rush outside. As he did so, he turned his focus to the inside of the house. However, when he returned around a moment later to view the spectacle once more, the light was gone and everything was back to normal. Wow. And then it goes on and says, Of some relief to Antonio was that his wife, his mother-in-law, and his sister had arrived at the front door in time to briefly see the bizarre light before it disappeared. After several moments, the family returned indoors and Antonio returned to watching television. His dog, however, continued to bark furiously, appearing to be insistent that something out of the ordinary and potentially ominous was lurking outside. Because of this, Antonio remained alert, continuously shifting his attention to the window of the property. Eventually, unable to settle and convinced that someone or perhaps something was outside, he turned off the inside lights grabbed his flashlight, and proceeded to the front door. He pulled it open and immediately focused his attention on where he had seen the brilliant light a short time earlier. However, the area was as normally as it should have been. When he heard a sudden rustling sound coming from long grass nearby to the left of him, he immediately switched on the flashlight and pointed in the direction of the sound. To his shock, around 20 to 25 feet away from him, he saw two strange men one standing around six feet tall, the other one around five feet in height. He noted that these figures were extremely thin, with large oval heads and a particularly thin neck. Even more noticeable was how large the figures' eyes were, as well as being almond-shaped. Both of the humanoids appeared to be dressed in a gray, tight-fitting suit of some kind with a belt around their waist that had silver buckles along it and appeared to shine. Although he was unable to work out if the shining was a reflection of the flashlight or whether they shine from their own source. And the next thing he realized, the two figures were in front of him. He noticed as he looked at the pair and they, and they at him that they appeared as surprised by the whole affair as he did. After several moments, Antonio instinctively called out to his family to come back outside. However, as soon as he did, the figures promptly disappeared back into the darkness. Ultimately, after trying to locate the pair with his flashlight, he returned to the house once more. A short time later, his dog began to settle, suggesting to Antonio that whatever had been outside had now likely gone. Eventually, he went to bed but struggled to sleep due to the surreal nature of the evening's events. The following day, he eagerly made his way to where he had seen the strange light. He was amazed but not shocked to find a distinctly burned patch of land in a circular shape. He then looked in the direction he had seen the two figures. As soon as he saw a slight mound of earth and a hole next to it where it had come from, a surge of understanding swept through him. The figures he had seen the previous evening had likely been the same height. Only one of them had been standing on the mound, while the other in the area had been dug out. Indeed, as if to confirm this, the long grass where the initial sounds had come from was only feet away. And then it says, a busy December, although there was a light, although there was a slight drop-off in sightings, or at least reports of them, as, as December 1978 unfolded. There were still plenty of thought-provoking encounters on record. For example, in the early hours of December 1st at approximately 1.40 a.m. in Galanova, a local resident witnessed a disc-shaped craft with a glowing underside. The object appeared to be heading to the south, following the coastline as it did so. Interestingly, around four hours later in Milan, a motorist was driving when his car engine suddenly died. A moment later, the motorist, the motorist witnessed a luminous orange and green saucer-shaped object which passed over the top of him. After circling his vehicle, the craft then rose sharply into the air and disappeared. A moment later, the car engines came back on, back to life. 
The following week in Puerto Grande around 1.30 a.m. on December 8th, several motorists witnessed a domed disc-shaped object measuring around 20 feet across hovering over the road. What's more, the object had at least four windows around its side from which strange rays of light could be seen coming from. A little over an hour later at 2.45 a.m. near Catazaro, three police officers witnessed a luminous domed object hovering over the highway. One of the officers aimed a spotlight toward the object, resulting in it zipping off into the distance and disappearing. The following day at 6 a.m. on December 9th in Ruggiero de Calabria in Sicily, another sighting involved police officers unfolded. This time, several officers looked on in amazement as a multicolored object moved across the sky overhead. At a relatively low altitude, one of the officers positioned a spotlight toward the craft. Strangely, when the object was within the glow of the spotlight, it appeared to enlarge somewhat. Of more concern during the event, the object sent a beam of light directly toward the police car, although nothing of concern transpired from this particular action. Eventually, the spotlight was turned off. To the amazement of the witnesses, as soon as the light was extinguished, the strange object vanished. Another sighting involving the police occurred two days later, on the afternoon of December 11th in Avellino. On the afternoon in question, the police troopers saw a strange, disc-shaped object while on patrol, immediately stopping to take a photograph. While the picture didn't turn out at all clear, the trooper insisted that the object was firing a strange beam of light toward the ground during the sighting. On the same day, several hours later, at around 10 p.m. on Navella in Abruzzi, a taxi driver suddenly found himself forced to apply his brakes when two glowing globe-like objects suddenly appeared over the road in front of him. At the same time, as he slammed on the brakes, the car's engine suddenly cut out. The witnesses looked on in amazement when he noticed a humanoid figure in each of the globes, which proceeded to pass over his vehicle at extremely low altitude before disappearing into the distance. This is not only strange cases where you see these humanoid creatures, either they're in the globes, they're next to the globes, they're using these globes as some kind of vehicle. Sometimes the globes transmutate into the humanoid entities, sometimes back and forth. There's something really, really weird going on here. He goes on, he says, strange creatures in silver suits. The following day, December 12th, would see multiple UFO sightings reported in Marzuka, or Marzakoka, Marza, in Marzaka. For example, a glowing object emitted a bright beam of light directly onto a moving car, causing its tape player to cease working. Another sighting unfolded in Messina where a glowing yellow circular object was spotted hovering a short distance overhead. Even more amazing, several small spheres emerged from the craft and headed off into the distance. Later that evening, at around 11.45 p.m., just outside of Novella, Alfonso Marinella was driving along a road when his car engine suddenly stopped, causing his car to drift to a halt. As he looked out through his windscreen, he noticed two strange lights in the distance. Of more concern, though, was that they were seemingly coming toward him. As lights came closer to him, he could make out what they wore. In fact, two humanoid figures were floating a short distance above the ground. They each wore silvery suits, which appeared, which appeared very similar to those worn by astronauts, along with oval-shaped helmets, complete with black visors. The witnesses also recalled that on their chest, each of them had a bright circle, that glowed and appeared to be held in place by some kind of straps. Before they reached his vehicle, the two figures began to rise into the air, eventually disappearing from sight. So we have more of these uh, levitating humanoids. And like I said, notice nobody's talking about jetpacks. A short time later, in the early hours of December 13th, two soldiers on patrol 
at Brindisi Air Force Base witnessed a bizarre glowing object with pulsating lights performing strange maneuvers overhead. Even stranger, when the object moved away, a bizarre flash of light shot upwards from the ground as if in sympathy with the otherworldly vehicle. Then he goes on, he says, two days later at 12.15 p.m., in the early afternoon of December 16th in, in Catania, on the, island, on the island of Sicily, two young boys were in a yard. Near to where they were playing was a large outdoor television aerial. I mean, I suppose they mean antenna. Suddenly, what had been a sunny afternoon turned dark, causing the two children to look upward. To their shock, almost directly over the top of the aerial was a huge disc-shaped object with brilliant rays of light, which appeared to come from it. As the two boys watched the aerial display, they noticed an opening in the center of the sec in the center section. They looked on in awe to see a creature that they described as a monster descending from the beam of light. They estimate that the strange creature to be around five feet tall with large eyes and what looked like antenna protruding from its head. As they continued to watch, they witnessed a second similar-looking creature descending the beam. This one carrying some kind of laser-type gun. To their further shock, the feature fired the creature fired this gun at some nearby talks, which then exploded into a burst of flame. Then the already bizarre incident turned even stranger as the creature bent down toward where it had fired the laser beam and patted the ground. The strange being then poured some kind of black liquid onto the ground. Wow, that is wild. The next thing the boys knew, a strange flash of light filled the area, producing a second beam that brought both of the creatures back to the craft, which then shot away into the sky with great speed and disappeared. Later that day, just before midnight, a truck driver was driving near Ragusa when, he, when the radio in his truck cabin suddenly experienced intense interference. In fact, so bad was the static that he pulled his truck to the side of the road so he could see what was causing it. Before he could investigate, though, he noticed two very tall humanoids standing a short distance from his truck. Each was dressed in tight-fitting black suit and helmets that had what appeared to be antenna coming out of the top. Through the visors, the witnesses can make out what appear to be human-like faces. Then, the next thing we know, each of these beings cast out a bright beam of light from their helmet toward his truck. Instantly, his entire truck cabin lit up as if it were day. A moment later, the two figures began toward his truck. The closer they got, the witnesses could hear they were talking in a language he didn't understand. They stopped a short distance away, examined the truck for several moments before turning and heading back in the direction they had come. Suddenly, a brilliant, bright, flash filled the witness's vision. By the time he could see clearly again, the two figures were no longer there. A moment later, a disc-shaped craft ascended from an unknown location on the ground before disappearing into the distance. Okay, so I'm going to do one more here before we close out. But I just, these, these cases are just fascinating. You know, you notice in the article that was written back in 1978 there, he just talks about, okay, there was mass sighting, he describes some of the craft, but he doesn't really get into the meat of it. The sightings that were described in the New York Times, you know, your mainline media, that was just the stuff that was just so obvious that there was no way you could continue to deny that it was there. I mean, it was just in your face. Now, these uh, encounters where these people are encountering aliens and stuff, that's a little bit more off the beaten track. Uh, mainstream media can pretty well just ignore these things because they're only being seen by maybe a few people at a time. The uh, masses of spacecraft, though, that was just so public, and there were just so many people that saw it they couldn't they couldn't deny it but it it's it's important I think to see kind of the story that we see on the surface that's kind of put out there in the mainline media and then all these other 
reported cases that, that bubbled up over the following you know, weeks, months, and years. Now, we'll finish up with this last case. It's called the encounter of the Bucco family. It says, after intriguing, after, another intriguing encounter comes once more from the research files of Albert Rosellas and took place at around 8.30 p.m. on December 23rd in San Viltocineto on the night in question. The Bucco family of Francesco and Fiorentina and their two children were making their way home after having spent the day visiting family. As they made their way along the road, however, they suddenly became aware of a strange but bright light that had appeared in the sky behind them. Of more concern, it appeared this light was following them. After several moments, the light caught up to the car, eventually overtaking it. Almost immediately after it had done so, the car came to a sudden stop as if an invisible force had slammed their brakes. Before the family could contemplate just what was going on, a strange figure walked out along the road directly in front of their now-stopped car. However, instead of walking, it moved in small leaps, reminding the witnesses of how astronauts moved on the surface of the moon. They watched the figure for several moments before it disappeared in the woodland at the roadside. Interestingly, while the two adults could recall only seeing one figure, the two children were insistent there had been two. The family later described the figures as wearing a brown suit, Incidentally, very, sim very similar to those worn by astronauts, as well as helmets with distinctly square visors and thick white gloves, which also made it easy for the witnesses to see their hands contained five digits. Each of the figures stood at around three feet tall, and as they moved, they appeared to do so at the same time, as if they were marching, although they were in fact floating in a short distance above the road. Even when they bounced, they seemingly leaped from an invisible ground, once more, we might recall a previous sighting that of Amerigo Roque, who claimed the same figures he witnessed all moved in unison. Wow. Yeah, this is just something, really. Uh, and this is a great article. I think you should go check it out from UFOinsight.com. That this mass UFO sighting in Italy that happened back in 1978. I think it's just another one of these, another one of these uh, great events that doesn't get enough coverage. Sometimes we just stay focused on uh, maybe three or four different events and we forget about the actual experiences that real people have had over decades. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.